What's up, peeps? My name's Jeff, and you're listening to Jeff Relax Man, the podcast where you Brits get to learn about the commotions of Zimbabwe. Yes, that is in Africa. No, it's not South Africa. And for the Zimbos listening, you guys get a taste of England life, where, believe it or not, everything actually works here. Join me as I navigate life as a homo, sapien, because I'm not gay. You're all gay. Lol. Yo, 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 peeps. What is up? How are we doing? Um, welcome back to another episode. I do apologize for the lack of recent episodes. I know we've missed probably the last two weeks, but it's Christmas. It's been a hectic time. We've been on holiday. I just haven't had the time to get some episodes out. Yeah, yeah, I probably should have recorded, you know, recorded them before I went away. But I honestly thought I was going to be recording while I was away with some family who have got some really good stories. But I was like, nah, don't want to be bothering anyone with that. And But actually, I'm not going to tell you. We're going to leave that and you're just going to have to find out and see what happens when it comes out. Um, This episode is actually going to come out on the 1st of January 2024. New Year's Day, baby. And I just feel like it's a good, good, good day to start, start us off the brand new year. So when you're hungover and can barely move, just put on the GRM podcast, lay there, do nothing, and just listen. Hopefully you'll enjoy, and I won't give you a headache. Um, I do have a little bit of Jafua. I've got a, sorry, a cold, some of it's sick, so please bear with a little bit. But let's get into the episode. Got a couple of Zim stories for you guys. You guys are probably already sick of all the boarding school stories, but we've got a couple more for you. You know, this is where I spent a lot of my childhood. I only, I moved to England before I even finished high school. So a lot of my stories are from school days. I do sometimes wish that I had stayed a bit longer in Zim just for not knowing that I was going to be doing this in 10 years, but I would have had so many more stories. I'm going to have to get all my friends on who stayed there because they've lived such a different life to me. You wouldn't even believe the shit they get up to. But this first story is about our daily inspections in school. So the main inspection would be after dinner. Um, you would all be called to roll call where the whole house got called. Some senior would shout, roll call! And everyone, would you had to run out of your dormitory to get there with and They would start counting down. They were like, five, four. And it's so funny because if you weren't there within the five seconds, he's just pointing in the courtyard, day, 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 day. And you have to be up at five there the next morning for your day. It was a wrath. So we did roll call. You had to say your name. You would go straight back to your dorm, line up for inspection. The seniors would come in. They would say inspection, stand at the end of your bed. Your clothes had to be perfect. So you had your uniform laid out on your bed for the next day. But it had to be folded in a certain way, then pressed between two boards with G-clamps and tightened. And you leave that kind of for the entire afternoon. So you get all the creases out of your clothes. And if your clothes were not corner to corner exactly, they would get stripped, like unfolded, thrown around, probably thrown out the window, thrown into the... Uh, corridor and you would get a day and you have to redo them so in the morning you'll come back for inspection and they better be perfect your bed had to have full hospital corners if there was a single crease in your bed 
it literally got stripped. First your duvet, then the sheet, got thrown in the corridor, and if they weren't in the best mood, your mattress got thrown out of the window. If your locker, you know, it had to be pristine condition. If there was one thing that wasn't perfect, your clothes went corner to corner in your locker, your socks weren't folded properly, if it didn't look tidy and neat, your entire locker would just get stripped. Not just everything pulled out, stripped, each item of clothing, single-handedly, like, unfolded, shaken about, and thrown on the floor. And you'd have to just redo it all. I was alright, I was quite a, you know, neat and tidy kid in school, so it wasn't too bad. But there were a couple of people in the dormitory who... Honestly, they just were messy buggers. We call them scaffy, which was just like minging, but dirty. I don't know, some people just weren't whacked into shape in the early stages. So their clothes were a bit untidy, they didn't fold it properly. They tried to fold it properly, but it just wasn't up to the standard it needed to be. So they got punished every single day. They were up five o'clock in the morning for their day, just sitting in the prep room. Surely you would learn, like at what point is it your own fault? And the seniors being too strict. I think one of the worst things was when, if a senior was in a bad mood, like your dorm monitor, he would, before he even got into the room, he would shout inspection loud and you just knew. He wouldn't even, like, inspect or look at anything. He would just come in, strip every single bed, every single locker, everything you could think of of your belongings was just chucked into the middle of the corridor and he would walk back to his little room that he had at the end of the dormitory so he had his own private room just kicking clothes moving stuff out the way pushing it so we then had to spend like the next hour and a half after prep we weren't allowed to do it after inspection we had to go sit in the prep room until you know nine half nine come back instead of having you know 30 minutes in our dorm just chilling relaxing socializing Spend that entire time trying to find our clothes, all our bedding, in the massive pile of shit in the corridor, and redo it. And he would say, I'm coming back for inspection at 10.30. Even though our lights had to go out at 10, I'm coming for inspection at 10.30. But you better be in bed by 10 o'clock. So we had to get all sorted, everything done, properly for full inspection. Clothes repressed, trying to get them perfect corner to corner get into bed by 10, lights out, and he would just come at 10.30 and just stand in the doorway. Lights on, everyone out of bed instantly. Actually, no, you wouldn't even lay on your bed. You would lay on the floor because if your bed wasn't made for inspection, the whole thing probably would have happened again. So he would just sit there lying on the floor, lights out, going to sleep. Oh, it was shit. But it was, I guess, character building. It was, looking back at it now, it was actually kind of fun. But when it happened to you then, oh, you were so scared. Like, you were petrified every night that you were just going to get in trouble for some silly little reason. Um, now we're going to talk about a story where it's called The Abandoned Swimming Pool. It was on a weekend. We only went home every three, four weeks. So we stayed in the hostels over most weekends. And our door monitor and one of his mates, you know, rounded us up and said, come on go wait outside the front of the house and next thing we know they come around the corner I think it was two or three of them with sticks in their hands they said right we're going to quiet waters which was the game reserve just off the school it was kind of like the school's game reserve they used to go and do you know I guess 
in a sense, somewhat scouts conservation club in, when you're in year seven or eight in form one or two, we called it. And he said, right, let's go. Quiet waters, swinging these sticks around. So we're all shitting ourselves like, fuck, have we done something wrong? Are they going to beat us with these sticks? So we immediately start like whispering to each other like, guys, I swear to God, if, if I prom- I'm sorry, but if one of them touches us with that stick, we're all going. We're going to the headmaster and we are snitching because I'm not getting beaten. I'm not taking that. This is too far now. Not happening. Right. So we get to quiet waters and in a couple, like a K or two into the reserve, there are these abandoned gold mines. Only the gold mines were just mines where it was forbidden. Like it was so strict. You were not allowed to go on them, in them, near them. And these seniors decided to take us to the mines just to, you know, we'd go on top of them with massive, like, mounds of sand and clay with these massive holes in them. And we ended up, you know, just having a good time on top of them. We were at the bottom, we went through this tunnel. Obviously, the seniors were not going to send us first just in case something happened. So one of them went first. We go into this little tunnel. Eventually, it starts getting narrower and narrower. We're all on our hands and knees, squeezing through these little gaps in this mine, thinking, well, I don't even know if he knew or not if there was going to be a exit to this tunnel. He just kept going. We're getting scared. Like, it's dark. I think two of us had little flashlights, trying to see where we were going. Honestly, at this point, I was starting to shit myself. I was like, okay, you know, you kind of have all your trust in these seniors. So, you know, they're going to look after you, but also in the back of your mind, should we be doing this? Eventually, we get to, we see a light at the end of the tunnel and we could barely fit through. I think the senior, because he was a bit bigger than us, he had to like kind of scrape away a bit of the sand and the dirt to fit through this tiny tunnel. So we managed to get through, okay? All in all, it was not a failure. But there's a reason why these mines were forbidden to go near. One guy, I don't know how many years ago, one of the kids in school, he just went there, you know, having fun. I think you weren't allowed to anyway, just because they were in operation. And he went down one of these little tunnels and it collapsed on him. And I'll let you, I'm sure you know where that ended. So from that day on, like, they shut them down. No one's allowed there. Not happening. So after the mines, we start, you know, walking through the game reserve. We're kind of bordering the fence of the school. We're like, where the fuck are we going? Like, what's happening? And we come out to this clearing. There was this massive swimming pool. And he was telling us, oh, this used to be where the old swimming pool was. Firstly, I can't believe it was such a trek just to get to the swimming pool. The new one was still far, but a lot closer. And I don't know how, but it still had, it was still full with water. It was a bit dirty. It was a bit green. You know, there was um, algae all over the walls of the pool. It was actually quite good. We just had a swim, doing backflips into the pool. It was quite sick. We thought, oh my God, this, you know, they're actually being nice to us for once. This is quite cool. So I had a great day. He even bought a whole bunch of like chocolates and chips and snacks. If any of the teachers ever find, found out we ever did that, they probably would have been suspended or expelled, especially for taking us to the mines. But I don't know, I think we kind of gained a newfound respect for them. They weren't just pricks. They actually, you know, we actually got chatting, had, you know, it was quite fun. But on the way home, it was all just banter and play. Like, it wasn't anything serious. But they did 
literally started beating us with the stakes. We're like running up the road and these they're literally whacking us with these stakes. All in like playfulness. You know, there was no seriousness in it. So we all we were all laughing. It was good fun. But they did fucking beat us. So we were right, but we didn't snitch because we just had such a good day. It was good. Okay, so this next story is House Suppers. House Suppers was this one day a year we had, probably one of the best days, where all privileges and rules were stripped. Like, you couldn't be punished for walking on the grass, swimming in the pond, walking on certain paths. You know, you could just go and chill in the sixth form common room because normally you were not allowed to go in there. You had to, you know, run down the path, stop at the door, ask for permission to enter. That's all gone. You could go into other houses, like other hostels, without permission, just walk in there, say, yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? To all the seniors, and just go play with your friends. It was so much fun. It was definitely a bit of Lord of the Flies-esque kind of day, because all the kids had ties strapped to their heads, all in the wrong school uniform, trying to break as many rules as you could. One of the best reasons as to why House Suppers was so good was because, let's say you're in Form 1, and there was a massive cock in, not literally a massive cock, but a massive prick in in Form 2, your dorm would almost team together and target them. You would literally go and beat the crap out of them, and they'd you just walk into the dormitory and just beat the crap out of them. Most of the time, their other dorm mates wouldn't do anything to stop it, because they knew you probably deserved that a little bit. But yeah, I remember swimming in the pond one time and there was a guy in my dormitory who, I don't even know why he wasn't a cock. I think, honestly, everyone just thought he was gay. And I think he had beef with one of the form ones. And honestly, the nicest guy, it's actually a bit shit that this happened to him. But that whole dorm in the year below just started beating the hell out of him. And he couldn't cry. He just couldn't because he would have been laughed at. And so he's just like kind of laughing, like uh, hitting them back and... Just trying not to, not to lose his shit, really. But he was getting properly beaten up. I quite, I felt quite bad for not getting involved. So sorry, matey. It's bad because I was friends with all the year below. Like, I was, you know, I had no beef or... I'd say they quite liked me, like, we got on. But next thing, one of my doormates, he was the biggest dude you've ever seen. Huge. Just came in and probably took out about five or six of them in one run through, just barging them all out the way. It was actually insane. But even though those two, the guy that was getting beaten up and my doormate who saved him, they didn't really get along. They had beef. It was quite nice that he came and saved him. But yeah, basically just a full free-for-all. It was a good, it's, it's a good day. It's like the one day. It's almost like, I think in school in England, you used to have prank week or prank day where... Everyone used to pull pranks on, you know, the other years. But I think it got taken too far one year. And a bunch of the year 11s put laxatives all over the school canteen food. So I can, I'm sure you can imagine <laughs> how that went down with the toilets and the staff being fuming. So that literally got, that got cancelled immediately. So now we just have Civvy's Day, which is like home clothes, which is pretty shit, but you know. All right, enough of the Zim stories. I'm sure you guys are bored of the boarding school ones. This one is actually about me. If you were in my year, you definitely know about this story, but oh, so embarrassing that I went around the school. 
if you are my family or my parents or do not listen fast forward to a, I don't know, a couple of minutes ahead but this story is when I burned my dick on the radiator I don't know I think I just can't remember properly but I'm pretty sure I just showered I was you know getting into bed I sleep naked no shame so what I can't believe I'm telling this I can't remember if I was going to take wank or if I just had a random boner and I went to, you know, get up, close the curtains. I don't know why I did this, but I went to look outside the window, lean forward, and my dick just stuck to the radiator. It was so hot. Instantly burned my dick, the tip of my dick. It was awful. I started, like, literally jumping up and down, holding my dick. <laughs> Luckily, no one heard me or came in, but, God, one of the worst days. I guess no more wanking for me for, like, the next week or so. So bad, and I don't know how, why. I just forgot I had a boner and just right up against the radiator. Fucking painful. And then obviously the next day, I go to school. I think I tell one or two of my friends, like, oh my God, this happened to me last night. And obviously, as school things go, spread like wildfire. So I dig some fire, and this fucking room is not rumor. It's not even a rumor, it's actually true, but just going around the school, everyone was coming up to me, Oh, one of the worst weeks of my life. It was so embarrassing. Especially being a kid, you get embarrassed so so easily. So I think if that happened to me now, like knowing who I am, how I am, if I was in school now, but still that age, I'd probably just be like, oh, yeah, I did, lol. Like, so what? It happened. But oh, I was so scared. The teachers were going to find out. I was going to get in trouble. It was, oh, awful. This next story, we're going back to Zim a little bit. But as a kid, I'm sure it was everyone's dream. But one of my biggest dreams was to fly. I've always wanted to, I've always said if I ever had one wish, it would be that I could fly. I love it. That and being an avatar and airbending, waterbending, earthbending. Said I just got bender. Little jokes were made too many times, not even funny anymore. So I'm at Ruben's farm. We decided one day, yeah, come on, we can do this. Let's try. Started off with two wooden boards underneath our arms. And he had this thing called a, uh, you guys call it a zipline. But in Zim, we call it a foofy slide. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck a foofy slide, but that's what it was called. So you had this raised platform up on a tree. That you had to climb up to then go down the zipline. And we thought, ah, yeah, that's the perfect height to... We're not going to hurt ourselves, but God, it must have been one fly, a flight and a half, like high of stairs. And we're going there, we're jumping off onto this tiny thin mattress, taking in turns, lapping our arms as hard as we could. Nothing was working. Our hands at this point now have loads of splinters in them, all up our arms, scratches. And we're, okay, no, this isn't working. And in their garden, they had these plants which are called giant elephant ear plants. I'm not sure what the latter name is for them, if you're a plant person. But they had massive leaves, and we thought, ah, here we go. These are going to be, this is the one, we're going to do it. So I think we grabbed two, I think we grabbed four each. So we had two in each hand, and not even like holding the leaf with a palm of our hand, just holding the stem with a leaf on the end, 
and we're jumping off, trying to flap, still not working, nothing's happening. God, a couple of minutes later, our hands start to burn. Like our hands are on fire. This plant releases some sort of sap that literally, if you touch it, it just makes you sting and tingle. It's not like nettles where it's like a little tingle. It's almost like burning. I don't know how Ruben thought of this or... I think we had heard like, you know, bee stings if you put a little toothpaste on it or something. So we run to his bedroom and we start emptying this tube of toothpaste, brand new, all over our hands trying to wash them over and over again. And it just wasn't working. His maid heard all the commotion, like us like, our hands, eesh. And she came in thinking, what's going on? And immediately she's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? The toothpaste, you can't, like, Ruben, stop, 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 stop doing that. You're going to finish it and I'm going to get in trouble. Like, she was beefing us as we're washing our hands. And because she, she's thinking, oh my God, if, if we finish this toothpaste and she hasn't stopped us, she's going to get in trouble with the parents. So there we are almost in tears trying to wash our hands, telling her, please just stop, leave us. Like, she's snatching the toothpaste from us. Leave us alone. Like, we'll take the blame. I promise we'll take the blame. She's like, no not having it. Eventually she's like, you know what? You do what you want. I'm not taking the blame for this. Not happening. And obviously we ended up getting in trouble with the parents. They were mad at us, but pretty sure Ruben might have got a smack or so. I was fine because I wasn't her kid, so I just got a little telling off. That was the time me and Ruben tried to fly. Very unsuccessful. Um... If you guys remember, we started doing alternate segments between Things That Pissed Me Off and Zim vs. England. And this week, it is back to Zim vs. England. Okay, so this one is public transport. I think I'm just going to do the comparisons between, let's say, your buses, our buses, your trains, our trains, etc. So, in England, you've got buses. They're everywhere. They're always, most of the time, they're on time. You have your routes, pretty easy to track, find, there's apps, there's signage at the stations. It works. In Zim, we've got combis. Um, if you don't know about the combis, go and listen to uh, an episode I did previously, and you'll find out all about the combis. They were, you, you didn't take them. I don't think I've ever been on a combi in my entire life. You just don't do that. In England, you guys have trains. You know, they're not too expensive, they're quick, they're efficient, they're always on time, barely any delays. Recently, there have been quite a few rail strikes, and which has honestly been a fucking nightmare. But most of the time, they run and all is good, because I'm back and forth between Cambridge and home, you know, two or three times a week. They work, they've been good. In Zim, well, I guess in England, you also have tubes when you're in cities, just do the underground, so quick. You know, they're a bit packed and a bit stinky, but easy, cheap, quick. In Zim, you don't really have trains. I think I think I've seen like two or three trains just going on the railway tracks in the whole time I was in Zim, just carrying coal or some other thing. There were no public trains for us to ride on, so it wasn't really a railway system. In England, you guys have Ubers, taxis, you know, it's all done via an app. You pay on the app before you even get on it, so you know how much it's going to cost. You know, for little run-around things, or even after nights out, you just go outside the club, there's taxis always, there's Ubers, jump on one of them, you're good to go. 
prices have risen a lot, which is bloody annoying because it used to cost us like 30 quid to get from Cambridge to Saffron Walden and now costs about 70. How? Why? What the fuck? Um, in Zim, we have drivers. I don't think I've ever taken a taxi or an Uber in Zim before. My cousins had a driver. He, George, he used to come pick us up, take us to our cousin's house, take us to the farm. Wherever we wanted to go, it was either our parents or the driver. In England, you guys have voice, you know, little electric scooters. I think in London, they're called limes. And I actually spend my life on them. Everywhere I go in Cambridge, I'll just, I'll either walk or, but mainly I'll just take a voice. I think it costs like two quid, one or two quid to go to where I need to go. Scan the QR code on the app, it unlocks it. You drive, they're quite quick. Yeah, I love the boys. I'm so glad they've been put in, especially on Monday mornings when I've got to leave Cal's house. I've got to leave around, you know, quarter to six, six o'clock in the morning. Ten minute walk, hop in a voy. I think it takes me like eight minutes to the station. Cuts out a 40 minute journey to the station to get me home for work at seven. So I fucking love them. In Zim, you don't have that. I think one of our friends had an electric scooter, which is pretty cool, but he never let us ride it. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, just, you always have one of those friends that have all these things and you're just not allowed to use them or only they can use it. Fair enough, they probably think you're going to break it, but yeah. Uh, but whenever you had things, they were like, oh, come on, let me give, give me a go, give me a go. And we're like, oh, yeah, sure, go and have a go. Stingy motherfuckers. Yeah, I guess in Zim we did have like, a little motorbike that my dad got us. Tiny, tiny thing. God, it must be like 25cc or something, if you even get that. Can't remember. But me and my brother used to hop on the back of that thing and just go over to our cousin's farms or friend's house, cousins. And there was some mode of transport. And we used to strap boogie boards to the back of it and just whiz around the garden. So much fun. A few of our friends had go-karts. That was mainly just for the back roads of the town and going on the farms in england you can kind of walk wherever you want to walk if you're in a city or in your town you just walk you don't really walk between towns but most people live in town and them everything's very spread out so you don't usually walk you get driven or drive so honestly all in all as fun as the zim transport situation was and is england is going to have to win this round again a hundred percent. Like, you can't even argue. Which is sad because Zim still hasn't won a single thing. England has won food and transport. And Zim has got zero. Come on, Zim, you can do this. But we've got a couple topics that should hopefully even out the scoreboard a little bit. But either way, I think that has been the episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, a couple of announcements. Can't remember if I spoke to you about in the last episode, but I've got some new mics, a dual setup, so hopefully guests will be coming soon. So please look forward to that. I have actually bought or created the first ever Jeffrey Laxman merch phone case. I will put a photo up on the Instagram. Let me know if you like it, if you don't. I'm working on a couple other designs of the phone cases and, you know, just other merch in general. I'm not going to say what I've been thinking of. But when it comes to it, you'll see. But when I post it, you know, send me a message. Let me know if you like it. If you would be interested in getting one, I think they're quite cool. Got some good feedback from some friends and family. But yeah, 
I will catch you guys in the next episode. Hope you all enjoyed. Catch you later. Ciao, ciao, bye.